This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! everyone and welcome to podcast of a thousand holds my name is mike joining me here today is nobody else a little busy week for all of us so i'm just gonna gonna put a show together all by my lonesome so kicking things off we got great balls of fire this coming sunday night live on the wwe network pay-per-view whatever you want to call it uh aaron passed on his uh picks and choices for the show he's got neville over tozawa Samoa Joe taking over Brock Lesnar. He's hoping to see that tee the uh, title back on television. Uh, Reigns over Braun Strowman because Reigns never loses matches, uh, singles matches. <clears throat> Bliss over Sasha Banks, giving her more credibility. Big Cass over Enzo because Enzo is Marty Jannetty, and for all intents and purposes, his career is over. Uh, he's got Miz over Ambrose, uh, Hardy's over Euro shit sandwich, Rollins over Wyatt because he forgot that this was even happening and Wyatt never wins. Can't say I disagree with that last one. Uh, Ronnie, Big Ron Bar 316's gotten Tazawa taking the title off Neville, or just says Tazawa over Neville, so maybe he's thinking DQ or screw job finish of some kind. Uh, Big Cass over Enzo, we got Miz over Dean Ambrose, uh, Sheamus and Hardy, Check Seamus and Cesaro over the Hardy Boys. He's hoping that the win will cause the Hardys to break. Uh, he's got Wyatt over Rollins, Sasha Banks over Bliss, and he's got Braun over Roman Reigns because fuck Roman Reigns. <laughs> I don't disagree either. He also's got Joe over Brock Lesnar because he, again he also wants to see the television check the title back on television. Uh my picks. I got ne- I got Neville over Tozawa retaining the title. I-, I don't see Neville losing the title at this point. Uh, Big Cass over Enzo because this is the only place you can go for that angle right now. Uh, Miz over Dean Ambrose. I got the Sheamus and Tozawa retaining the titles over the Hardys. I'm going to go with Rollins over Wyatt because, yeah, Wyatt never wins. Uh, I'm going to go with Bliss over Banks because Bliss does need the credibility to emphasize or heighten her... Uh, her championship reign. She is a little firecracker, so it is completely possible. I want Braun Strowman's to beat Roman Reigns because that's what I want in this ambulance match because I can't stand Roman Reigns, as you all know. However, I doubt Roman Reigns is going to lose this match. And last but not least, Samoa Joe against Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. I got to say, this is the most interested I've been in Brock Lesnar in months. Months and months and months. Um... I wasn't even. I was not this interested for him in Goldberg. Was not this interested for him and him and uh, Randy Orton. So I'm actually pretty excited uh, about this match because you know this is a potential believable contender for Lesnar for the title in the form of Samoa Joe. And I would love to see Joe win the belt at this point because I too want to see the the title on TV. I want to see Brock feud with Braun. Um, but yeah. You know, I, I totally could see Joe winning the match, and I would love it if he did. Let's see here. Aaron also got another note in here. He wanted me to pass on and share. Uh, oh, yeah, it's nice to have a raw pay-per-view without Finn Balor again, because, you know, he's way too overexposed. 
Yeah, the glaring hole in this entire pay-per-view card lineup is the fact that for some reason Finn Balor is not on it. This just does not make any sense whatsoever. Uh, you're going to find room to put Kaz and Enzo on there, or you're going to find room, you know, but you're not going to find room to put Finn Balor on the show somewhere. Uh, I mean, if they're doing this angle so that, you know, if they're having Finn fight less and less or, or less exposed, so that way when he does have a match, it means more. I mean, I totally get that, but still. Uh, another note from Aaron says, Isn't it amazing how the secondary titles are way more prominent and exciting than the major ones? Uh, the U.S. belt is the number one title now for him on SmackDown because KO and AJ is way more interesting than Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal. And I, again, can't say I disagree with Aaron on that one whatsoever. I picked up the uh, Four Horsemen book. By Minnelli Gateway's Dick Bourne. It's the one that Comrade Thompson's been talking about over on what happened when with Tony Schiavone. And I gotta say, it's a decent book. I mean, it's it's 150 pages. It's not a autobiography or biography style book per se, as much as it's literally a timeline history of the Four Horsemen. It's got some great photos inside the book. And it breaks down every different variation of the Horsemen from their initial creation all the way through to the last in 1999. Um, you know, he, he really breaks it back down to the Andersons coming in, Tully Blanchard, Ric Flair, how they all got together, the alleged family relationship between Flair and the Andersons, um, J.J. Dillon being in there, talks about, you know, the different, uh, the different groups. How Oli left and Lex came in. Lex left and Barry came in. How they broke up momentarily or for temporarily, if you will, when when Arn and Tully went to the WWE, and then later when they came back, but uh, Tully wasn't there, and how they reformed with Oli, uh, and then uh, Sting, and then kicking Sting out, and so on and so forth. Uh, he talks about major angles during their run. He talks about all the title changes during the run. Um, it's a really good book. I mean, it's a short read. I had initially picked it up to take camping next week when my family and I go camping in Calais, Maine. And the hope was to have no cell reception, by the way. Um, but yeah, I picked it up for camping next week, and I've already read it. So I guess I'll be reading my Bob Backlund book while we're out there enjoying the weather. But yeah, if you have a chance to go pick it up, Amazon.com, MiddleLandGateway.com. I think Amazon's a little bit cheaper. But yeah, definitely worth checking out if you're a Horseman fan. Uh, if you're a fan of Jim Crocker Promotions, that era, you know, it really looks at a good chunk of it. Um, yeah, Dick Bourne did a good job. Talking about uh, Global Force Wrestling for a moment here. I, yeah, I found it kind of odd, you know, uh, TNA... Starts out, total nonstop action. <laughs> My kid. They got a TV show called Impact Wrestling eventually. Impact Wrestling becomes the name of the company. Reminds me of when uh, Jim Crocker Promotions sold out to Ted Turner. And how after Ted Turner bought, he wanted to have a more global name, not a regional name like Mid-Atlantic Wrestling. So he took the name of the TV show on TBS, World Championship Wrestling, made that the name of the company. And then now here we are, we have TNA Wrestling to Impact Wrestling, and now it's called Global Force Wrestling, but the television show has always been called Impact Wrestling. And for me, for my money, I, I personally think that 
changing the name of the company to Global Force Wrestling is a great idea. There definitely is a negative stigma attached to TNA to Impact Wrestling as well. But I disagree with keeping the name of the TV show Impact Wrestling. I really think they should have changed the name of the show. Mm-hmm. Right, Wesley? Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but we'll see, I guess, what happens. Uh, they've just done a bunch of TV tapings. I know Jeff Joe was saying he'd like to start to go live more, doing live shows, which I think can only benefit them instead of having everything pre-taped weeks in advance. Um, and also more house shows and more touring. And uh, they're coming to uh, Connecticut. The closest to coming to me here in August. And I'd love to go down to it, but that's just not happening. Um, speaking of coming to New England for the first time in ever, Progress Wrestling from the UK is hosting a joint show with Beyond Wrestling August 13th down in Boston. And uh, absolutely would love to go to that show myself again, but... I'm going to WWE the night before in Augusta. It's just not feasible for me to do both. And if I had my choice, I would definitely choose Progress and Beyond over WWE in a heartbeat. But I'd already bought my WWE tickets. My son's very excited to see the people he sees on TV live. Uh, he is 11. He is an intelligent son, boy, though. So, I mean, he loves his independent wrestling, going to Limitless Wrestling with me. But at the same time... Going to see WWE, shows he sees on TV, pay-per-views he sees every month. That's a, that's a big deal for him, so we're going to do that. The Augusta Civic Center is less than 10 miles from the house, so, yeah. Kind of foolish not to go at that point. July the 7th, I attended IWE Wrestling in Fairfield, Maine, at the Community Center. Uh, headliner had been advertised as David Hart Smith or Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, however, he pulled from the appearance after the death of his Uncle Smith. Now, David helped arrange his replacement, and that replacement was none other than his cousin, Teddy Hart. And I gotta say, I was more excited about seeing Teddy Hart than I was about Davy Boy Jr. I'd seen Smith before uh, in the WWE. He was tag team champions with Tyson Kidd at the time as the Hart Dynasty. Um, so it's, it's, it's not for lack of not wanting to see him. It's just because I'd never seen Teddy Hart before. And Teddy has a, uh, a reputation of being a very innovative and different style of wrestler than a lot of other people. And I'd seen matches of his like on YouTube or DVD or whatnot, but I'd never seen matches in person. And so that was very exciting to me. So I got to say, you know, I get to the community center, we get through the door, there's Teddy sitting there. He's charging $5. For an autographed photo and a photo with him, which is just insane. No one charges that little when you're at the level that Teddy Hart is at. His opponent that night was Boston bad boy Jason Rumble, or the Alpha Dog as he goes by now. Former three-time NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. Also a near 20-year veteran of the mat scene. I mean, I remember first seeing Rumble all the way back in 1998 at the EWA. Uh... So I've been watching this guy live at matches for pretty near 20 years, and I think last night was probably the best match I've ever seen of his. Uh, For whatever reason, they went on third. Uh, The opening bout was a singles contest pitting Jimmy Limits, wrestling against Derek Shorey. Uh, It's the first time I'd ever seen Derek Shorey live. I'd seen him do some run-ins. I'm impressed. Shorey's only been wrestling for a short time. He started out with MMA. Now he's doing professional wrestling. 
I was really impressed with him. I can't wait to actually see more of him in the future to see how he grows. Uh, but again, Limits got the pin on Derek Shorey. Second match of the night, the Maine State Posse defeated uh, their rivals, Era of Violence. And this is two tag teams, uh, Aiden Agro and Danger Kid, uh, on Main State Posse side, uh, that these two teams just mesh well together. It was a really great match, had the crowd going, and uh, Danger Kid picked up the pin over Rob Marsh for the win. And then it brought us to the third of the six matches for the night and the last match for intermission, and that was Jason Rumble against Teddy Hart. And I asked the promoter at intermission why this match wasn't the main event, and his response was, well, Teddy asked to go on at, uh, before intermission. and So there you go. Uh, so anyways, Teddy comes to the ring, and he cut a really cool promo that I captured. Guys, Tonight, just want to give my uncle, who's up in heaven watching with a lot of other wrestlers, a blessing. He loves wrestling more than anything. And the one thing I talk about the greatest fans in the world out of any sport, independent wrestling fans. You can spend your time, your money, and you give us your heart and soul. So, a bunch of guys in the back can all live this dream and call ourselves professional wrestlers. Because your time, money, and effort, I get to still walk around with my head up high because it means something to see your smile, to see your eyes, and to see a match after. You guys wonder how we did, how we get up, how this sport keeps getting bigger, stronger, and faster because these fans never give up. You guys give us everything you have. I'm going to give you everything I have tonight. I guarantee it. I need nothing else. Much respect for you. I've been watching you for years. I don't know why you got these punks out here. Keep it a clean match. I will not go fair and square. I get to come back and show these fans why I'm the greatest competitor ever. Thank you very much, guys. God bless you. I'll see you at the end of the show. The match itself between Rumble and Teddy Hart was absolutely awesome. I loved it. Teddy Hart is on another level compared to not just anyone else on this card but from most other guys I've ever seen I mean just the way he locks up the intensity with his lock up you can hear it when he just you can hear the smack of the flesh when he's locking up for crying out loud and then the match really told a great story you know with his opening promo talking about how much he respected Rumble and you know let's have a good match and they started out you know, Teddy was very dominant with some mat wrestling, some great submission holds. The guys behind me kept talking about, oh, that's the heart dungeon right there. That's the heart dungeon right there. Um, eventually, the match, you know, picked up its pace. It escalated. They went to the floor a little bit. Uh, Teddy just, he really built. And then finally, kind of near midway through the match, we saw him do his first, like, moonsault. Uh, he dove from inside the ring to out. And then he started hitting some corkscrew elbows, some moonsaults. He moonsaulted on Rumble in his entourage, the station on the floor. I mean, it was crazy. And the way with which he just threw himself around, I've I've really never seen that many guys be able to do that. I mean, you got him, Too Cold Scorpio, Ricochet, uh, probably Will Ospreay. I mean, it's so impressive. And I know... He's had his own demons, and I know that he sabotaged himself, but why this guy 
hasn't made it in PWG or TNA or anywhere, WWE anywhere, is just crazy. He is so good. And he was so nice last night. I mean, very friendly, very nice, very approachable. He was very appreciative of everyone being there. I mean, he walked around the ring after the match and basically thanked everyone personally for coming out to the show. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, You know, the, the finish of the match came when... Rumble used a bat assisted across the throat, lung blower while the referee was distracted, and then a splash off the top rope to get the pin. Uh, Fans were not impressed, but to be expected considering Teddy Hart's coming in for a show and Rumble's there every day. However, post-match promo time. Thank you. 
The show uh, finished out with three more matches, and it's not these guys' fault, but the first half of the show was so good that the second half of the show just couldn't couldn't touch it. The second half, though, was used to build more IWE storylines leading to future matches than, say, the first half. Uh, first match back from the break, we got The Street defeating classic Calvin Strange and Sidewalk Slam to retain the IWE Tag Team Championship. Uh, that post-match, the uh, Main State Posse came in. They had a little pull-apart brawl, which led to them talking about their match in Brewer tonight, July the 8th. Um, triple threat match for the Main State Championship showed uh, Moxie, Big Moxie, Matt Mahoney defeat Tommy Lane and J.P. O'Reilly. And then in the main event, IWE Champion Alexander Lee defended his title against a Forrest Cullen with Reginald Birch Jr. at his side. To retain his championship. Post match there, JP O'Reilly came out, uh, hit a buckle bomb, and uh, laid out Alexander Lee. I'm assuming building up to uh, uh, maybe a return match August 4th in the Fairfield, or maybe they have a match tonight in Brewer on the 8th, July the 8th. I, I don't know personally. But yeah, so second half definitely was not as good as the first half. But when you have Teddy Hart on the show, Stealing the show like he did, where him and Rumble go literally bell to bell almost 30 minutes. It's hard to compete with that. And yeah, I'm I'm very excited about August 4th. I'm very excited to see uh, what happens that night. Allegedly, Rumble, you know, like you said, he's going to keep the station in the back. But uh, we'll see. I just know I'm definitely going to be there. One of the things I really liked was after the show, Derek Shorey was at the, uh, the doors... Thanking everyone for coming. Uh, I remember Chikara doing that back in 2012 when I went to one of those shows, and it's really the only other time I can think of that happening. And I don't know, to me, that just kind of says something. You know, maybe it's some goodwill. He's trying to get some face time. It doesn't matter. I appreciated it as a fan. A couple other notes before I let you go. July 7th at Madison Square Garden, AJ Styles defeated Kevin Owens to capture the United States Championship at a house show. I'm sure it'll be on the WWE Network at some point or. Clipped on SmackDown next Tuesday night. Unless, of course, they do another house uh, house show change this weekend. Put the title back on Owens. Um, I have a dream someday to go to Madison Square Garden to see a show live. And I'm hoping that happens sooner than later. Also, please check out the Wrestling Insomniac, my blog on professional wrestling. Uh, most recent posts I had were about the greatest robes in wrestling. That was for you, Nick. And the Great American Bash that I posted on July the 24th. Uh... Great American Match is the only pay-per-view that Jim Crockett Promotions under the NWA banner promoted, that WCW World Championship Wrestling promoted, and that WWE later promoted. So it's the only pay-per-view to be on three different promotions. Uh, 
to me, the, the best times of the Great American Bashers, which was my favorite time in wrestling, is that early to late 80s, Jim Crockett Promotions, Mid-Atlantic Wrestling. I mean, really, it, I can just sit and watch that all the time. It does not get any better than that for me at this point. So thanks for listening. A very unique show this week, shorter episode this week, solo episode this week. But uh, check us out on Facebook at uh, Podcast of a Thousand Holds. Uh, check me out on the Twitter. I'm at Superstar Mel. Aaron is at Aaron S. Bell. Ronnie is at Ronbar316. And the show's got a Facebook, but I'm sure you know what it is. It's a combination of the word Thousand Holds and Pod. Yeah, thanks.